my greatest fear is the what if. It's not the what. So I think it's scarier to consider maybe, I don't know, five years down the road and think that I could be looking back with regret because I did not do something as opposed to I don't think it's as scary to right now go ahead and do that thing. So that's that's really that that really defines a multipotentialite, somebody who fears the what if more than the what. So discovering different moments in our lives that have underlying themes within them and you pick up on the patterns and you figure out what your core values are. That's what I, I help people do. That's what I've done for myself. Stars of Learning podcast, where your host Jyoti Ji explores the minds of the thought leaders who have vast experience and in-depth knowledge in the learning industry. Now, over to your host Jyoti Ji. Hello, everyone. A very warm welcome to the Stars of Learning podcast, and I'm your host Jyoti Ji. I'm glad and happy that you are joining me today as. Each episode of my show are sure to accelerate your learning, enhance your capability, connect with these inspiring leaders and keep you well versed with the disruption or change happening currently and in the future at the learning phase. I also assure you that you will master the best of what people have already figured out. And this is episode number 10 of Stars of Learning podcast with Jordan Gross executive coach at Cloud9 Living and is also a Northwestern and Kellogg School of Management graduate a two-time startup founder a TEDx speaker and a number one best-selling author he is a leadership coach speaker and a self-proclaimed multipotentialite Jordan has worked with corporate executives and employees at giant companies like Google, Amazon and various startup companies on behavioral leadership change and he is a top contributing writer on LinkedIn and Medium in the areas of leadership, self-improvement, inspiration and personal development. And what more friends, his upcoming book The Journey to Cloud 9 provides a new approach to the personal development world by using fictional storytelling to reveal some of life's most meaningful principles. Jordan has been asking hundreds of people around the world how they live their lives on cloud 9 and he cannot wait to share that details with all of us. And in his free time you can find him listening to podcast at the gym, playing sports, reading books, and living his own version of a cloud 9 life so friends i really enjoyed reading jordan's blog and few of the interviews on the podcast i was impressed on the comfy technique so simple to practice and his style of uh, networking uh, which he gave insights uh, no no he actually means building connections all right so friends if you have been denying your multipotentiality and trying to specialize because that's what the culture told you to do then you might be a little rusty if you embrace your multipotential at nature it will become easier to harness your superpowers so don't worry if this has held you back 
as our guest today have put up the multipotential ability to practice and that too in a comfy method you might now be wondering what is comfy yes hold on guys we will have the conversation with one and only jordan gross who will share all his insight and his way of life in learning so that you can implement it on your life and just not that you can start your day with a high energy and a positive mental note so friends on this episode we shall explore how to activate your multipotential power in a comfy way and before we jump in i would like you to take a pause and take a screenshot of this episode and share it as your insta story or, or any social media and don't forget to tag me at prajwita knowledge mm. without any further delay let me welcome my guest jordan gross once again welcome jordan i'm so so happy and excited that you are joining me today thank you very much for joining us for today's show thank you so much for having me on the show i'm so excited to be chatting with you to be adding some value to the listeners i love the intro that you gave thank you so much for that and i love the title of the episode how we can activate our multipotentialite power in a comfy way uh, i'm ready to do it Let, let's uh let's get started ah wonderful so uh, uh jordan before we jump into this thrilling episode quickly share your background and what got you here i see you being a multipotentialite from your study mm. to economics and to a coach and an author and you're founder of couple of the companies how does the journey begin yeah so basically i think the the journey starts with describing what a multipotentialite is so i i first discovered this word probably a little less than a year ago there's a great ted talk about being a multipotentialite and basically what it means is that you're somebody who has a lot of different interests and you're not afraid to pursue those interests right i think when we're growing up as kids a lot of the time we're asked what do you want to be when you grow up and then you sort of you just give one answer right but i always had a lot of answers i i i was i never wanted to pigeonhole myself to just one thing because i think we have the opportunity to pursue a lot of different things in our life so that's what a multipotentialite is it's somebody who really experiences the world and and goes about and does different things so that's uh that's a lot of my story and growing up i i was an athlete and a good student and then i went to college and like you said i studied economics and i had internships in finance and consulting after that i did a masters in management studies i went off into the startup world for a little bit where i was um i created my own food delivery company and then i had a like a cookie business i started an alzheimer's awareness group and then i went into a corporate job in a leadership and management program with a big restaurant group and then after a couple months of that i left the corporate world and said i need to go back to my multipotentiality i need to start things from the ground up i need to experience a lot of different things i need to base my life off of my core values which are relationships adding value to other people and and building something and watching it grow um so i wrote my first book getting comfy your morning guide to daily happiness and we can dive further into what that means and what it's all about but uh ever since then and that was back in november 2017 i've just fully immersed myself in the world of personal development and bettering ourselves and i've really been on my own journey 
to cloud nine, as I call it, to reach my cloud nine life, which is a life that I choose to live intentionally. Um, and I want to help other people get to that point as well. I want to help people navigate through the clouds and ultimately blaze a new trail for them and find a path of clarity and certainty and uh, something that's more aligned with their purposes, just like I'm doing now. Wonderful, uh, very insightful and energetic journey you have had. Since we learned this new coined word, multipotentialate, what was your turning point, uh, Jordan? What moment in your life has defined that, you know, you're going to get acquainted with multiple things in your life? Being an athlete, being a good student, a coach, and, you know, and then shifting on to the behavioral aspect from the management thing too. What was that turning point? Yeah, so I think there are a lot of moments that all combine to a turning point. And that's actually part of the journey to cloud nine is discovering different moments in our lives that have underlying themes within them. And you pick up on the patterns and you figure out what your core values are. That's what I, I help people do. That's what I've done for myself. And I think with all the stories I can think of in my life, all the different turning points, the one that sticks out the most that really outlines the person who I was ultimately supposed to become was when I quit my job. It was a really late night. I was at the restaurant at maybe 4 a.m. I had just gone into the meat cooler to count the, the meat inventory. And I came back outside to put that into the um, Excel sheet in the office. And I realized I locked myself out of the office. So there I was sitting on the ground, couldn't get into the only place I needed to be. And I just started thinking about what I was doing. And I was about to go put the meat count into this Excel spreadsheet. I was about to write out the guest complaints for the night that were so ridiculous. And I had this moment of pure clarity where I just kind of chuckled to myself and I said, what am I doing here? How is this aligned with the person who I've been? How is this aligned with the person who I want to become? And I realized there's such a huge gap between who I was becoming and who I ultimately wanted to be. So that's when I quit and I discovered that, you know, with that story, I found my three core values and I live according to those uh, every single day. Mm. I think that was would be a tough time to get locked and mm -hmm. yeah. So I'm um, sure as per your profile, uh, Jordan, I see that you are an author and you are also into cloud nine living and you also coach for startups, right? I would like to know what is cloud nine living and why cloud nine? Yeah, so why cloud nine is because um, this was back in, in November 2018. I was riding in New York City in an Uber, and I was talking to my Uber driver, and we saw a boat in the East River, and the boat was called Cloud9. And I asked him, oh, that's a cool boat name. What does Cloud9 mean to you? And he started telling me about the time when he got married and the time he had children, the time he had a childhood memory, the time he had a career accomplishment. And with each story I heard, the more I realized, just like I was telling you, that we have a, a combination of stories in our lives that truly reveal what path we should be taking, right? And the more I asked people, I asked almost everybody I saw for the next couple of weeks, um, what does cloud nine mean to you? How do you have a cloud nine moment? How do you have a cloud nine day? What, what does all this 
mean? And I picked up on some fundamental concepts and principles that kept coming up over and over and over again. And uh, that is, it's really been the foundation for how I've created the book. It's been the foundation for how I've helped people attain their own versions of their Cloud9 life. So basically, it's through storytelling. I, I uncover stories for people. Um, and through those stories, I'm able to pick up on some key ingredients in which I reveal what core values they have in their lives and then recommend a new path that they can, you know, blaze for themselves. I, I consider myself a trailblazer. So I want to blaze mm -hmm. new trails for people. And I do this by clearing the skies for them, by allowing them to navigate the clouds and live their cloud nine life. Okay. So I think when you are, you know, um, talking to people, I'm sure you agree that, you know, anyone is game to live a life which is fulfilling with meaning and purpose, right? So are you saying cloud nine living can help to achieve it? Like the... You also uh, said that, you know, the concept and the principles that became a base to you. Can you explain a little about it to my listeners? So, yeah, basically what I'm saying is that living life on cloud nine is achieving it. Uh, I'm not saying that that helps you achieve it. I'm saying that living life on cloud nine is where you ultimately want to be. That's living a life filled with purpose and fulfillment and meaning. And the way that you get there is by following this cloud nine discovery process where you uncover key stories throughout your life, right? And through those stories, there are some underlying themes, principles, keywords, phrases that truly show what you value most in your life and what path you're supposed to be taking. Okay. And do you say that, you know, we need to have some talent or a skill to be a cloud nine or is it just the life what it throws at us? No, it's not. It's not a talent or a skill. It's nothing like that. It's really just a, it's just a, a methodology for understanding where you're supposed to be going in, in your world, right? People feel stuck. They feel uncertain. They feel like they've been doing one thing for a long time when they're supposed to be doing a different thing. This is, this is a way to figure out what that different thing is. And, uh, the only way to do that is by being self-reflective. So that is definitely a skill having self-awareness. So that's the skill that I would say is most important. Wonderful. I think your second book is also titled on cloud nine. So what is the purpose of this book, Jordan, and what's in this book actually? So the book actually is a fiction book, and it, is, it tells the story of a man's life where he has made decisions based off of society and the people around him, and you ultimately see that that has left him unfulfilled and dissatisfied with his, where he is in, in the world. What the book also does is it, through a visualized, dreamlike experience, it allows you or it allows the main character to see what his life could have looked like had he made the decisions that were more in line with his heart, his gut, and his intuition. 
So as he travels through the clouds, both physically and metaphorically, we're able to uncover as readers what our lives could and have looked like. And then we're able to see whether or not we are truly living our lives on cloud nine. Okay, interesting. And Jordan, I keep seeing you asking many people, uh, how have you felt when you were on cloud nine? So I want to understand, uh, when have you felt like you were on cloud nine? Yeah, so I, I'm at a place where, like I said, you can have different levels of cloud nine moments. And I can feel like I'm on cloud nine after a great conversation like this, or I can feel like cloud nine after, I'm on cloud nine after a great walk. I think for me, the fundamental theme with being on cloud nine is that I am doing something every single moment every, of every single day that is ultimately aligned with my true purpose, right? Yes. So that's what cloud nine is like for me. And yeah, there are these more grandiose moments but uh, there are these little things each and every day that just remind me to take a step back, appreciate where I am, be grateful of where I am, and understand that every decision I make is, in, is intentionally crafted to get to the end goal, to get to where I really want to be. Okay. Insightful. So, uh, Jordan, uh, I see, you know, uh, you are a certified leadership coach from Marshall Goldsmith Stakeholder-Centered Coaching itself. Uh, I think you have also been guiding startup founders, sports, business executives, and all of them. Uh, what is it all about and what was your learning? Can you share, you know, what was the methodology practiced? How is it helping you? Yeah, so essentially what Marshall Goldsmith Stakeholder-Centered Coaching uh, says is, when working with people, there's not just a one-on-one -on -one relationship that should be evaluating whether or not this person is changing, right? It's all about behavioral change. It's all about making a shift, a transformation in somebody. That's what coaching is all about. So if it's just up to the coach and the coachee, it's sort of bias, no? So with what stakeholder-centered coaching does is it gives an opportunity for the coachee to say, okay, I'm gonna choose five key stakeholders in my life, or 10 or 15 or however many, and I'm going to have them hold me accountable to changing whatever it is, or, or just evaluating whether or not I'm improving as a person, as a leader, as a founder, as a business person, and that's what stakeholder-centered coaching is all about. It's a system of accountability. So I use that now with Cloud9 coaching um, in order to uncover some key stories, some key attributes, some key skills from the people whose lives I'm trying to change. Okay. Uh, so, uh, Jordan, can you share with my listeners uh, some of the things you do that have helped you become so successful at, you know, stakeholder-centered coaching? Yeah, so I'll just share the one thing that's made me um, and I appreciate you saying so successful, but that's made me, my, you know, my own definition of success here, which is just, you know, trying to help one people every single day. And that is really adhering to my core values, which is adding value to somebody else without expecting anything in return. So because I know that's one of my core values and I know it because that's so closely aligned with stakeholder centered coaching, 
then I truly believe that in regard to my definition of success, that I am, I'm living according to that definition whenever I help people. Okay. I think uh, adding value is itself is a positive uh, notion, I would say. And definitely that's a measurable uh, result for your success. Amazing, uh, Jordan. Yeah. Jordan, uh, you are also a startup founder. At this age, how is this success mantra? How do people believe that you can be the right source for uh, coaching, giving that kind of an insight? Because uh, my experience has been people look for a, you know somebody very senior or with a gray hair. Experience also counts, right? How do you get to build that trust and a buy-in from the people? Yeah, so I was actually, I was having this conversation with my mom last night because there are a lot of different schools of thought, right? And some people want life experience, so they'll never look to a 24-year-old for life advice. And some people want a, a ton of years in a certain position or in a certain industry. But for me... I think the only way to expedite the process of life gaining life experience is by being around people with life experience, asking questions to people with life experience, interviewing people with life experience, and really testing the waters of being somebody who can act like I have way more life experience than I actually do because of all that I've learned through talking to other people who have what I do not have. And that's what I've done. I've I've surrounded myself with with coaches, with leaders, with New York Times bestselling authors, with startup founders. I put myself in the best educational system. I have done the best training programs. And I've done this at such a young age that I want that to motivate people. I want to show, I want to change the perspective and change the stigma that just because I am young does not mean that I cannot make an impact because I don't have years of life experience under my belt. I think it's actually quite the opposite. I think we all should be trying to make an impact as early on as possible so that we can learn, we can reevaluate, we can reassess as we move forward in our lives and look back upon how we were making an impact at 24 versus how we make an impact at 40 versus how we make an impact at 60 and uh, see what the changes are so that we can, we can best analyze and uh, figure out how we grow, how we develop. Okay, interesting uh, insight, uh, Jordan. I think, uh, uh, Jordan, with this coaching inherent, being around, asking questions, uh, you know, interviewing, all of that, you have guided a lot of startup founders as well as employees at Google and Amazon, you know, especially in overcoming uncertainty and discovering what is truly is that brings them meaning and fulfillment. Can you help my listeners how to unveil this potential? I mean, this is something important for any individual. And sometimes this can be a falling pit also if they are not sensitive about how to raise up. Absolutely. So this all comes back again to how I work with people through this cloud nine concept. And essentially there are seven different concepts that I picked up on through talking to people from all around the world from ages 19 to 90, hearing their stories, understanding what has driven them or what drives them. And the principles that I talk about are playfulness, camaraderie, love, responsibility, 
benevolence, professional aspirations, and uh, and legacy. So with those seven things in mind, I talk about how can we tell stories that relate to key, key moments in our lives um, in each of those areas. And once you can uncover key stories there, then it's important to consider what the underlying themes are in each of those stories. It's important to ask other people what they think your best you know, and most meaningful stories are in those uh, different categories. And then ultimately, once you have all these stories, you are able to find and pick out the patterns that go involved. It's all about you know, what you want to see and, and what you've actually done in your life. So you create that juxtaposition as well. And uh, yeah, that's what I do. I, I can help through that process or you can try it on your own. Yeah, wonderful and simple techniques. Mm -hmm. So, so Jadun, uh, Robin S. Sharma says, leadership is not about a title or a designation. It's about the impact, influence and the inspiration. And impact is all about getting result and influence is about spreading the passion you have for your work and you have to inspire teammates and customers and with the story you have been telling till now and the kind of a strategy you have put in place i'm sure you are a classic example you have proved it you know leadership is definitely not defined by age it's a learning it's a training it's the insight what you put into practice how did this journey happen to you like not all would be game to you know at this young age to think about that kind of a vision uh, just want to understand you know how did this begin to you so a couple three things here first i love that you're quoting robin sharma here because he's he's my favorite and the monk who sold his ferrari is probably the most similar book i can say to what the journey to cloud9 will be like i'm kind of basing the themes and and how he wrote that book um that's what the journey to cloud9 is going to be like so that's cool that you you mentioned robin sharma here so for the answer to your question i'll i'll, I'll keep it short and keep it twofold pretty actionable advice number 1 is to surround yourself with people who are doing what you want to do so that is both in proximity and physically so there are people in my world who I get together with in New York City who are on the path that I want to be on um but then there are also people who I can't be with in in terms of proximity so I listen to their podcasts I am on their email lists I watch them on YouTube or LinkedIn or Instagram or wherever they are so because I'm surrounding myself with their motivation with their inspiration with their own stories then i the way that they have lived and and just create my own unique spin on it like i do with all things so the number 2 is that my greatest fear is the what if it's not the what so i think it's scarier to consider maybe i don't know 5 years down the road and think that i could be looking back with regret because i did not do something as opposed to i don't think it's as scary to right now go ahead and do that thing So that's that's really that that really defines a multi potentialite, somebody who fears the what if more than the what. Okay, I think that what if uh, question itself is a, a reflection which many people 
introspect and that's that's an important element to you know move forward i would say is there any strategy uh, jordan that we need to pay attention to gain success i think a couple tangible ones and again you say gain success but to me success looks different for everybody so take that you know definitely with a grain of salt so there's one thing you can do that i like to consider when we when we think about goals right there's actually two things mm-hmm. i'll mention here one is to reverse engineer so you start from the end and work your way backwards so if you have a goal you envision yourself attaining that goal right what's the thing that happened right before that goal right so if you want to lose yeah. 10 pounds what happened right before that goal well you lost 9 pounds but what happened the week before that well you hit the gym every single day what happened the week before that you cleaned up your diet what happened the week before that you wrote down on a piece of paper every single thing that you're going to do in order to lose 10 pounds and then boom you're back at week 1 day 1 and you get to start your journey so that's reverse engineering i think that's a great a great way to accomplish a goal and then the other thing about goals that i'm very keen into is that i i don't truly believe that reaching the goal is the ultimate pinnacle or that's the definition of success i believe that giving yourself the opportunity to reach that goal and becoming the person who reaches that goal is the ultimate success so with that example i my goal is to be a new york times best selling author by the age of 30 but i do not care if i become a new york times best selling author by the age of 30 i just care if i have become the person who has given myself the opportunity to be a new york times best selling author by the age of 30 right so that's wow. how i that's how i view success that's how i view goals it's all about the process of the person we're becoming the entire time it's not about hitting a certain milestone or getting a th- a thing or or anything like that okay wonderful so jordan do one need to have a self reflection to be a multipotentialist yes yes 100% yes self reflection is literally everything you need to be cognizant of of basically every move you make in your life there has to be intentionality behind it you have to be thinking about how you're feeling how your energy is what your happiness is like um there has to be self reflection and and then self awareness with everything that you do so how do one focus on it especially when wearing so many hats how do you, how do you manage jordan every single night i ask myself the three most important questions that i've decided on based off of my life and what i want to achieve i ask myself Did I smile more today than I did yesterday? I asked myself, was I less distracted today than I was yesterday? And I asked myself, did I have more energy today than I did yesterday? Because I asked myself those three questions every single night, I know that overcoming distraction, having a lot of energy and smiling, right? I smile I'm smiling right now as I say this. I know that those three things are are what's most important to me really. So during the day, whenever those things come up i am aware of it right because i have so much reflection so it's all about self reflection so about self awareness and that's what's ultimately going to lead you to this life of of fulfillment yeah definitely 
and jordan you mentioned that you know uh, one important thing that you know surrounding with the right people in the proximity and even if not in the proximity in a different uh, way uh, i'm sure this would not have been possible overnight how did you build that kind of a connections what is your strategy on you know uh, building that kind of a networking or you know how do you get that That's- influenced two things one i'll come back to my my motto the way i live my life it is about fearing the what if more than the what so like i said before but i'll just bring this to the networking example i am much more afraid to not reach out to somebody who i want to network with than i am to actually go ahead and do it and reach out so that that concept comes into play big time here the other thing is that I believe that networking has to be a mutually beneficial relationship. So with everything that I do, I try to consider a creative value add. How can I bring value to this person who I want to give me advice, guidance, whatever, a mentorship relationship, whatever it may be. So it's about doing your research and figuring out a way that you can bring value to somebody. And even just saying, hey, I'd love to add value to you if you have any ideas for me, if there's anything I can do to help. That works too. So it's just about fearing the what if more than the what and then creatively adding value to people. Hmm, I think this is indeed a superpower in the digital world we live today, adding value like and helping, you know, and it, it should be mutual, rightly said uh, Jordan. Jordan, now about your first book, Comfy. Can you explain what inspired you to write this book? and what does comfy stand for yeah so the inspiration was that i wanted to share with people my morning routine for how i i overcame a pretty hectic workflow at the first job that i was at in the corporate world and how i was able to remain positive and happy and optimistic and energetic whereas a lot of other people were stressed and and anxious and and things like that so that was the inspiration and comfy stands for calm openness movement funny and you and if you think about those different categories for your routine i made it intentional in that they're buckets they are categories they're themes they're they're all they're not demands right because within calm openness movement funny and you I provide recommendations because for me I truly believe that the number one way to take advice and implement it in your life the way it's going to work best is if you make it your own. So I don't want you to have the same exact morning routine that I do, but I do want to give you the tools necessary and the recommendations necessary to say, "Hey, here are a couple of things you can do, put it into your life." evaluate it see how it works for you and then have something that's truly your own okay so so you said that there are categories and there are three phases also can you explain a little about it so that you know we get a glimpse of what is comfy all about so this is the word comfy is really cool because comfy is short for comfortable right mm with that word comfortable i had a couple of different ideas come to mind and this is actually what my tedx talk was about 
Um, I think so often we're told to get outside our comfort zones. That's where growth is. And I totally agree with that statement. But getting outside our comfort zones is much easier said than done. If you're not somebody who could just go do it, then you need a little bit of a routine. You need a little bit of a, a guideline. So the three phases would be one, you have to first and foremost get comfy in your own skin. You need to be comfortable with who you are. Number two, once you're comfy with who you are, you need to intentionally try to get uncomfy, get outside of that comfy zone. And phase three is, well, how do you get outside of that comfy zone? You use the calm, openness, movement, funny, and you technique in order to be more confident and in control when you are getting outside of your comfy zone. So that's how it works. So, so uh, I get the thing about, you know, getting into the skin and getting out of that comfy zone and, you know, get start using the technique. Can you uh, explain a little about the funny part? How does that add value in your so, C-O-M-F-Y? I see F as a funny. Yeah, so F stands for funny. And that's honestly one of my favorites because it comes back to the smiles and that question that I ask myself every night. Um, I want to, at any point in my life, uh, I know things that are serious are going to come up. I know that life can be serious for a lot of people mm-hmm. and I'm going to face serious things. And I have, I'm very driven professionally. I have a lot of goals. Um, so yeah, life is serious. But I believe that the best way to respond appropriately rather than react impulsively to serious things is by not taking ourselves too seriously. So that's why every morning I, I do something that makes me laugh, that makes me smile, just to not take myself so seriously all the time. Wonderful. I think uh, these days people are so much glued to the black mirror, looking at their phone and they forget being funny and smiling. I think that's yeah. an important uh, element. So friends, I think the Comfy book is a wow thing. I've looked at Amazon. I've looked at the content. Very inspiring. And I've placed an order for that book, Jordan. Uh, I should be receiving that book soon. So I'll get into the you know specific techniques about it. So be comfy myself. Wow. I appreciate that. That's amazing. Yeah. So, so Jordan, now let's move on to an interesting piece, which... My listeners are keen to know about, you know, the thought leaders who come onto my show. And it's time for powerful questions to unveil for my listeners. Are you excited? I'm so excited. This is my favorite part. So my first powerful question to you, according to you, what is the star moment? The star moment. So the star, S-T-A-R for me stands for situation, task, action, and result, star. Any moment where you're telling a story and you can use that methodology is a star moment for me. So that's, uh, that's how I view that. Okay, wonderful. What inspires you to do everything that you do today? My parents. Okay. And uh, Jordan, if you own the company, what's one thing you would do differently in learning? I would not be so quick to 
jump into things right away and take on too many things at once. Okay. And what are the three most important things you would like to accomplish right now? Right now, I want to I want to help 9000 people uncover their cloud nine lives. I want to um let's see what else. I want to uh make I want to evoke a certain emotion from at least one person every single day, be that happiness, laughter, joy, sadness, confusion, whatever it may be. I think we need to experience the full range of emotions. And if I can do that for one person every single day, then I will be extremely fortunate. Um, and the third thing, just continue to be a good son, good friend. Um, yeah, good brother, good grandson. <laughs> yeah, I saw the interview with your grandmom. That was very nice. Yeah. yeah. Families are important to me. My, my close personal relationships. Friendships are very important to me. Oh, wonderful. So if I may ask you, what are your strengths? Yeah, you could definitely ask me that. Um, my strengths are relationship building, um, communication. I really live by, I call it my, my three-tivities. It's positivity, connectivity, and creativity. Okay. So... Uh, Jordan, my next question, what's the best book you have read this year or any time you want to recommend for my listeners? The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari by Robin Sharma. It's a fable about fulfilling your dreams. Sure, uh, Jordan. Uh, Jordan, what are the characteristics of a best boss or a role model or a mentor or a coach you ever had, you know? And what made that person great for you? There are a lot that I can go to, but the number one characteristic that really sets people aside as coaches, as mentors, as bosses, as whatever it may be, I think the one thing that truly sets people aside is an engaged interest. I think it, the more people have shown me that they were invested in me and truly cared about me, the better off I have felt about myself and the advice that they were giving me. Very true. Definitely that matters a lot. Yeah. So moving on, Jordan, are there any tools that you use on a daily basis to be a better you? Do you mean like apps or computer tools or things like that? Yes. Um, no, I'm, I'm pretty old school. I know I'm young, but I'm old school. That might be another reason why I think I can work with people of all ages and I'm not a true 24-year-old. Um, my number one tool is my, my old school planner that I handwrite my tasks in, my notes. Uh, so maybe my number one tool would be a really good pen, like a smooth pen. Okay. So, Jordan, in continuation to that, is there any habit you follow on a daily basis which has made you successful? I know through our conversation that you do 
you know, ask yourself three questions. But yeah. is there any other habit you follow? Well, obviously my morning routine, right? So the getting comfy morning routine, the three questions at the end of the day. And then uh, the other thing is every single day I call my mom. Okay. Yeah. The relationship is what you were also talking about. So, Jordan, uh, we have come... Sorry? Being outside. Ah, okay. Be outside at least once every day. At least, Ah. minimum. That's nice. So, Jordan, we have come to an end of this interview. But before that, I have one more question left. And before I ask you that question, how can people get in touch with you to get more insight, collaborate, where they can reach out to you to understand all of the comfy way or, you know, being a multipotentialist? Yeah, so the best place to find me is at journeytocloud9.com. That's all spelled out, journey, T-O, cloud, N-I-N-E.com. And the most important thing is to put your email in the email list. And every Tuesday and Thursday, I'll send you a Cloud9 story. And then when the book gets closer to coming out, there will be updates on that. Um, And then on the website itself, you can just find out more about everything that I've done in the past. And you can feel free to reach out to me over email or through LinkedIn as well. Okay. And so you're saying the Cloud9 website would have the email? Yeah, my email's on there. Okay, okay. Okay, sure. So I think, uh, friends, uh, if you want to work with Jordan to uncover your Cloud9 life and, you know, to reach out to know more about Cloud9, definitely uh, reach out to his website. On a closing note, Jordan, and that last question, your advice for those who want to accelerate their career as a multipotentialist. Yeah, so my my final words would be this, and I'm not even going to explain them because with the whole theme of this interview today, I I really think the best way is to evaluate for yourself and implement into your own life the way that you interpret uh, what other people have to say. So the last quote that I'll leave you with is this. Somebody once told me the definition of hell, and it's that on my last day on this earth, the person who I became will meet the person who I could have become And those two people are total strangers. But somebody also once told me the definition of heaven. And it's that on my last day on this earth, the person who I became will meet the person who I could have become. And those two people are identical twins. So with that, I want to thank you. Um, I hope you were able to get some insight from this. I hope you are thinking about that quote and, and understanding how you can implement it into your own life, as are your listeners. And I'm so grateful that I was able to be here. And thank you so much. What a remarkable message uh, ending, uh, Jordan. Great, great. So, friends, all the links and resources which we have discussed in this episode will be made available in my show notes page on my podcast, Stars of Learning. And also on my website, prajwitaknowledge.com. I will list out all our conversation uh, description for your quick reference. Thank you so much, Jordan, for being on this show. I really enjoyed it and definitely multipotentialate is the need of the hour. And thanks for sharing a lot of insights. And reverse engineering would be one of my uh, quick takeaway from uh, your message. 
and most of your message were simple yet powerful really appreciate your time thank you so much amazing amazing i really appreciate it and um thank you thank you so much have a great day okay thanks thanks jordan so friends i hope you enjoyed the conversation with jordan and if you have got any learning or motivated hearing to jordan then make sure you do share this podcast with your friends and post it on facebook twitter insta and tag me and jordan and do let your friends know about this amazing information you have learned and let this piece of information help many others to engage enlighten and empower bye for now take good care of yourself and go out and do something engaging enlightening and empowering thank you